Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's poppin', Ricardo? What's going on? Um, I feel like I feel like I say this every episode, but do I sound like I'm like sick or something? A little bit See, today. Like, yeah. Usually no, but today a little bit. Um, Are you I, dying? I can't tell if I'm under the weather COVID? or not. I don't feel good. COVID. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, COVID. <laughs> um, so anyway, it is the middle of the off season. I think mini camps for a lot of teams have started up. So we're getting fake yeah. camp hype, pre-camp hype. And uh, I'm probably the most lit about it being uh, almost July because in July mm. training camp starts and that's when real camp hype kicks in the high gear. Can't tell right. if I love it or hate it. The camp hype haven't decided. I think yet. I like it, but I like listening to people get excited about players. I like the fluff of it, but I Does also that make sense? yeah no I I agree, but I also hate it because I feel like people just get over amped about pictures of yes. jacked men. We talked about this before. Um, AJ Dillon RB1 for some reason because of his cat or what is his thighs his thighs yeah the thigh gang too big Um, but anyway we're going to talk about wide receiver sleepers on this episode and we have coming up by the way a uh, our ranking show our top 12 so we got to get cruising on our oh flip yeah dude okay so anyway we're going to talk about some sleepers some guys you can get between rounds 10 to 15 in uh, in drafts we're basing the ADP on sleeper uh, ADP, so just keep track. They updated it recently, which is good. That is good. good to know. They update quite often, actually, so it is nice. Yeah. Um, not in the first four months of the year, though. Yeah, but <laughs> well, recently. We sit, well, we sit here and struggle for ADP. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, before we jump into our wide receiver sleepers, check out our website, fanschampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also like us on Facebook. Just search us and you'll find us eventually. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, leave a review. Share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, click the bell for notifications. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. It's, it's the best way to support the show. We're trying to get to 300 before, I think it was the August. Yeah. August. We can do that. Um, and then uh, be sure to like and comment down below. Uh, we also like to talk about the draft guide. The 2021 draft guide. Um, pre-orders are live on our website. It is $9.99. You get Dynasty and Redraft rankings, breakouts, bus sleepers, player projections, much more. Um, you can either buy it now or be lame and lose your fantasy league. Don't be lame. Buy the draft guide. It launches on July 9th, um, which the, the at then we'll probably run promotions, so you might still be able to get it at $9.99. We'll see what happens. But yeah. um, the price does go up to $14.99 on July 9th. So get it now at $9.99 while you have the shot. Get it now. Get it now. So let's talk about some wide receiver sleepers. I kind of missed the days when we had a drop for everything. You remember that? An audio drop? It was like, that was boom. nice. That was cool. It was also very loud. <laughs> it was loud, but it was worth it because it was cool. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about some wide receiver sleepers, as I said earlier. Um, number one, we have a guy who has been getting uh, what we were just talking about, a lot of camp hype. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a I've lot bought of into in it. General. Um, is LaVisca Chenault. His sleeper ADP is 111 right now. So if you're in a 12-team league, you're probably nailing the guy down in like the 10th round is what I want to say. 10th or 11th. Um, would you say that's right? 
Yeah. I feel like that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, 10th or 11th round is where you would get him. 10 team, you're getting him 11th, 12th. So um, 11th, 12th, I should say. But LaVisca, I think we've talked about him and Chark and how Chark is probably the favorite. He's been getting a lot of camp hype too, but he's probably the favorite option among a lot of people, but he costs more. He's like a 7th yep. round pick. Yep. Probably and, a different ADP. And Ch- Chenault is, I would say, the bona fide number two receiver. Now, they also yep. have Marvin Jones, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. So I don't know where he fits into the roster, um, but Chenault is like a gadget player. He can play running Correct. back. He can play wide receiver. I mean, I don't think he can play tight end. That's probably not fair, but um, <laughs> I mean, who knows? But he's he's going to be used in many different facets of the game, yep, so, which is an, a player that Urban Meyer loves. Right, he loves the gadget. That's why he got that's why he got himself some uh, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. Ugh. So um, I did want to say I'm going to look this up. Give your thoughts on Travis. I mean, um, wow, not Travis Etienne, but Lavisca Chanel. I did want to look up some of the things that they've been saying about Lavisca and camp. Yeah, um, or not camp, but mini camp OTs. I, I, I mean, we both love Lavisca. We're we've bought into the hype train on Twitter. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he had a really good rookie season last year. Uh, and people forget, like we kind of mentioned, he's a gadget player. He had 18 carries for 91 yards. Very good. He's going into his second year. Um, with an upgrade at quarterback and a lot of mm-hmm. available targets now. Granted, Marvin Jones will get some. I think Travis Etienne will get some. But there's they're actually second in the NFL in vacated targets. Really? Yep. With uh, 240. I don't know Yikes. how. I think uh, Keelan Cole and maybe another receiver. So, But they have a lot of targets to go around. I think mm-hmm. LaVisca is going to get an upgrade. Um, but again, as a rookie, he had a good year. I think he, um, in 12 games started, he played in 14. But two of them, mm-hmm. he didn't start. And I don't think he was used really at all. So pretty much in 12 games, he had 79 targets for 56 catches, 600 yards, five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good for a rookie. I mean, you get more targets, you get a better quarterback, you probably get used more. Yeah. And all the camp hype is saying that he's like, he looks legit. So yeah, I'm all in on LaVisca, especially at that ADP where you really can't get burned. I agree. Um, Hold on one second. Oh, I'm sneezing. You good? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So uh, I, I just want to note, too, um, the last... What is... <laughs> Maybe you do have COVID. I might. Is sneezing a part of that? Maybe. I can still taste things. I've, I keep checking. <laughs> you're, you're, give you're you a recording. hot take and see if you can <laughs> you're, taste... You're recording with me right now. Oh, and you're going to be like... COVID-filled. Anyway... Yeah. I'm That's good. Great. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, I think it's allergies to be honest with you. But anyway, um, weeks 14 through 17 were kind of like the, the heavy periods of where he was actually producing a lot and getting targeted a lot um, over that stretch of time. I, I don't know why it went away, but he had 132 <sighs> targets, 88 catches. So his catch rate needs to probably go up a little bit. And then he had 832 yards and uh, paced out 12 touchdowns, which is pretty good. Um, that's um, really I was surprised, solid. too, that he had 79 targets last year. And like you said, he had the 18 rushing attempts. Now, as far as camp hype is concerned, um, recently, I don't know what 1,010 XLs, Hayes, Carl, Carl Lyon. Uh, that sounds like a radio station. Whatever. Um, it sounds like a beat reporter. Or some weird Xbox name. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but Jacksonville coaches are buzzing over LaVisca Chenault. He said in the latest, he or her, I don't really know, but anyway, 
uh, is the latest Jaguars beat reporter to transmit LaVisca hype to the masses. Sports Illustrated John, Sports Illustrated's John Shipley this week said Chenault staked a claim as the Jaguars' best skill player during OTAs. <sighs> he has been that impressive. The second-year receiver looked explosive and dynamic as a route runner uh, during Jacksonville's practices, making uh, impressive conte- uh, contested catches, Shipley said. Uh, so I mean he's getting he's getting all the hype in the world around here. Yeah, you think he plays like the Robert Woods role kind of on the Rams, where Woods had last year twenty four carries, one hundred and fifty five yards, and two touchdowns. Um, I would and say he also had one hundred and twenty nine targets. The most uh, just complete side note: the most searched guy on uh, player profile right now is some guy named Stevie Scott. <laughs> I feel like Deep we should. Diving. I feel like once a week we should go on here and just do a whole show about one player. <laughs> that <laughs> the would number be, one that guy. Would be crazy. On the, yeah. But anyway, um, what did you say before that? Because I just totally blanked out. Um, I was saying, do you think he could be like the Robert Woods of um, the Jaguars, where Woods had twenty five car- or twenty four carries for like one hundred twenty something yards and two touchdowns. And you think the Jaguars could use him like that? Like he gets like 25, 30 carries, gets 150 yeah. yards rushing. And yeah, a touchdown I, I think he could. And then also gets like 125 targets, The thing that targets. The thing that makes me a little more nervous about the upside that he has potentially with rushing is that he came in as a, as a running back. Is that right? Running back slash wide receiver. Yeah, he was a wide receiver in college, but they used him a lot, like in the backfield. Yeah, well. yeah. So... The concern I have is that you you drafted a player to do that essentially, which is uh, Travis Etienne. Um, so I think he's going to get a lot of. Like, he might end up just playing the running back position, but I think Etienne is going to come in and play in the slot a lot, which is where I would probably peg. I mean, I could be wrong about this, but probably where I peg Chenault's role. Okay. Um, he might play the outside. I don't know. I could be wrong, but. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like ETN is going to take a lot of the rushing work that he would see him and James Robinson, um, because I don't think those rushing attempts came on end arounds either. I think they were purely on, like just him getting yeah. in the backfield and getting rushes. So I, I but I with mean, Urban Meyer, they I might mean, use him similar to how San Francisco uses like um, I don't want to say Debo, maybe it's yeah Debo, yeah, and he gets like five to yeah, ten yeah. rushes a year. But it, you know, and it gives you a good base floor because it might get you 50, 60 extra fantasy, uh, well, 50, 60 extra yards, which is five or six say. fantasy points. Um, and then a couple of rushing touchdowns. I mean, that could, like you said, Bob Woods, that's probably a fair yeah. estimation. I'm just concerned that like people might think that that 18, 19 carries that he had last year are going to, you know, balloon into like 30, 40. No, 50 I carries. don't see him getting like that many, but you know, 25. Get, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's fair. But I'm kind of surprised to see that he had 79 targets last year. That's a lot for what I saw from yeah. him. Like he was, what is wide receiver 30 or something like that? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think Lavisca is a perfect sleeper option because I don't I don't know that he's gonna like bust onto the scene. Like DJ Chark, I could definitely see having a breakout season. I don't know that Lavisca is gonna have a breakout top five, top eight wide receiver season. I could, I see. He's gonna be really solid. Though. Yeah, he's gonna be really good. And I think he can he can improve on in PPR. He's wide receiver 40, 45 last year. I think he can improve upon that and get somewhere between wide receiver sixteen and wide receiver twenty four, which on your fantasy teams in your flex spots is perfect. Especially when Rick talks about those vacated targets being yes, available, <laughs> um, it helps. Um, the one thing I did want to say, uh, I'm trying to find that tab there, but Lavisca his his best comparable 
on uh, player profiler is AJ Brown, my guy. So, and he's six one two twenty seven. I mean, he fits all the he fits all the bills. So he I, does. I just want to say, uh, I'm looking for his fancy points per target, which is one point nine nine two. So that's I, the guy gets over one hundred and twenty targets. He could he could see two hundred and forty fantasy points. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's definitely a sleeper, sleeper, especially if you can nail the guy in like the 10th round, 11th round. Yeah, I think that's that's the best. Um, Now, the next guy is Jerry Judy, sleeper ADP 97. Tell me your thoughts, Rick. You know my feelings on Jerry Judy. I know you love him, but uh, I do love him. We'll unpack this in a second. There, There are some questions I've been having about him recently. Yeah, the same questions I've been having for a while. Um, I don't know if they're quite the same. Okay, because I'm fair enough. Well, they might be. Are they questions like, is he really the wide receiver one overall (laughs) on his team? (laughs) Yeah, because I think Cortland Sutton might be. Especially the, I think there's a report that came out of Denver the other day where it was like, it might not be here. Okay. Well, Judy's favorite, I guess Teddy Bridgewater's favorite target, but I saw another report that was like Cortland Sutton is the clear number one guy. Yeah. In the in the offense still, so that is a little concerning. Um, but I really believe in the talent. I think the player is very good. I think he had some big drops last mm-hmm. year, and yeah. it's something that is a concern, but it's also kind of been blown out of proportion too because he, he, he technically had the same amount of drops as CeeDee Lamb last year, and everybody loves CeeDee Lamb. Now yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be better fantasy-wise than Jerry Judy and probably better receiver as well. Yeah, fair enough. But Jerry D- Judy has still had a very good rookie season. He still is a very, very good player. And they're going to be better at quarterback this year. Yeah. Because the only way Drew Locke plays this year is if he beats out Teddy Bridgewater, and he's going to have a short leash. <laughs> so the only way he's a quarterback is if he puts up better numbers and he plays better. Yeah. If not, they go to Teddy Bridgewater. And I think there's a very good chance that they're going to trade for a quarterback, whether that's Aaron Rodgers, whether that's Deshaun Watson. And it's not something that I'm like putting my like all my hopes in and dreams into because it obviously very well couldn't happen. But I think yeah. Denver is probably the number one spot for um, a quarterback needy team. Like right Rogers or, or for, and Rogers or on yeah. Rogers lists. Originally, I think Schefter reported it was like Vegas, Denver. We want to go to the Raiders. <laughs> it was an AFC. Well, it had to be AFC. So it was, it was like Vegas. This team is Denver literally, and I feel like they've been one quarterback they, away. If the Denver Broncos add Aaron Rodgers, they are scary on offense. I mean, they could. I'd love to that's see. That's probably better than Green Bay. Broncos, Broncos, because I'm a Rodgers guy. Uh, but Broncos, uh, Broncos, Chiefs, Chiefs and yeah. the AFC Oh, that'd be awesome. That would, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, no, I think I think you're not wrong to tie it. But when you're talking about the value of Jerry Judy being like a ninth, tenth round pick, right? It's a little bit higher than some of these sleepers. I we threw him in there as like a because we like Jerry Judy, and I don't think he's going to have a smashing breakout season like Ceedee Lamb could legitimately Correct. end up being like a top ten, top eight wide, like you know Calvin Ridley. Yep, yep. Like he could be that, and I just don't think if that they Jerry, add Aaron Rodgers or even Sean Watson, I think then the conversation that, that changes. Change. Yeah. yeah. So I think right now, like, but right now, yes, right now I feel like he's he is a great like even if it's just Teddy Bridgewater moving forward because I don't think Drew Locke is getting that job. They did have five hundred and fifty six. Now, t- can you tell me vacated targets for the Broncos? Is that a thing? Yeah. It's How many probably vacated? Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably um, at the bottom of the league. Um, that's a little bit, I guess. 
Was it? Uh, is it down you missed it. I was I was looking at oh. it. And then you um, they have sixty two vacant targets, which is towards the bottom of the league. Yeah. So, um, you had five hundred and fifty six pass attempts last year, which is not bad. That's not horrible. I mean, it's more than what Cam Newton will throw. Um, <laughs> True. But anyway, so. I feel like I feel like for Jerry Judy, th- there is a possibility that in this offense he can excel and get over 120 targets. I mean, last year he had Tim Patrick have 79. Um, yeah, I don't and, think Tim Patrick is going to be much of a factor. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think Deshaun Hamilton. The problem is Cortland Sutton. Is he even on the team anymore? I don't think so. Actually. But, I think that's for the no, but that's that's kind of what I'm saying is like if like this this is very spread out, but I think it's spread out because the uh, the target share is spread out because there was no Cortland Sutton to take a major like role in the offense. And I think Jerry Judy and his catch rate was uh, abysmal. He's not good. Yeah, uh-huh. the catch rate is something that needs. But was it PFF that has that stat? Where it's like his catchable targets yeah. was like the worst in the league or something. So right now his catchable target it was sixty two point eight percent, seventy one total targets. Yeah, one um, of the worst in the league. He had a forty six percent catch rate, but his true catch rate was seventy three point two. I mean, he was so bad. Not he, but uh, they were so bad at getting him the ball that it literally <laughs> dropped his and his Jeff Driscoll. His true catch rate to seventy three percent. So yeah, yeah, he's not he's not great. But anyway, he did get. I mean, he's 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 extremely talented. This is one of those um, the stats don't show it. Like one point three eight fantasy points per target. If that happens again and he gets one hundred and twenty targets, he's not gonna be good. Like it's yeah, it's just. And if hey, if Teddy Bridgewater is the starter, it seems like Jerry Judy is his guy. So yeah, Uh, there was a report referencing. Yeah, that was the report from the Athletic. Cosmider from the Athletic uh, said Jerry Judy has been. Teddy Bridgewater's most frequent and target in OTAs. Uh, we'll see if that carries on into camp and into the preseason and into the regular season. But yeah, I, I think he needs to improve his efficiency. But when you watch the film of Jerry Judy, last thing I'll say, when you watch the film of Jerry Judy, he um he's just ridiculous. Like he does things route running wise that is just absurd. Like that's yeah. why I think he's a talented player. Like I think I think Cortland Sutton is the number one wide receiver in the offense, but there's a chance that Jerry Judy might get like, and this is a hot take, but might out target him just because he's able to get open. Yeah. So it's like, like, I think, I think Jerry Judy's honestly a better route runner than Cortland Sutton, but I, yeah. And I mean, it's, I think, and that's not no diss to Sutton. I just think Judy is yeah, he's he's extremely elite. Good. Outrunner already. But I think when you're talking about drafting a guy in like the 10th round, you definitely have an opportunity there to to snag a sleeper, a guy who could end up being like a like a you know mid to high end wide receiver two and and help your team most likely in your flex or wide receiver wide receiver two slot. So and and like what is he gonna be your fourth bench player? Yeah. At that point on this you have like ten starters that are all not uh kickers or defense. <laughs> right. But that right. would be like four flexes. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the next guy. Uh, unless you have anything else, no, no, no. We can, sure we can keep going. Um, Antonio Brown, his sleeper ADP is one twenty four. Now Rick was like, "Why?" <laughs> Fair question, my friend. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say what I feel, and then you can go on what you feel on on Antonio Brown. Now I, this is a gross one because Antonio Brown. He's had his his ups. And usually when you think about sleepers, like I feel like everyone puts like, okay, it needs to be young guys. And for me, I'm like, sleepers don't have to be young guys. They can be faded away old guys <laughs> who actually still got a little bit left. Now, Antonio Brown last year, 
Now, Rick brings up a very valid point before we were on the show where he said Tom Brady's 44 years old. Yeah, which uh, I didn't care about last year. Yeah, but but is he going to be able to... Year two in Tampa, it's like, okay. So going back to... At what point? I'm just going to do from when he got signed to when he ended the season in week 17. He had 124 targets, paced out, 90 receptions, 966 yards, eight touchdowns. Now... That puts him in the conversation of, I want to say in a in a half PPR league, probably somewhere around 200 fantasy points, which is like a wide receiver too, um, and that is pacing out all of the games that he played before he even got into the groove. He wasn't really getting targeted until they really started like playing him, where he had 149 targets, 107 receptions, 1419 yards, 21 touchdowns. That's the Antonio Brown that used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And so that stretch of time is what is really intriguing to me. Not that I think he can do it for a full season, but I think Brady's favorite option outside of Gronk to go to in times where he needs them, it showed in the Super Bowl. Gronk had two touchdowns. Brown had a touchdown. He went to the guys that he loves. Not that he doesn't love Mike Evans. Not that he doesn't love Chris Godwin. Yeah. But those guys were getting AB targeted. AB was kind of non-existent in the playoffs, though. Yeah, and, uh, until the Super Bowl because yeah. he had six catches or yeah, and the Super Bowl is good, but those first yeah, no, games, no, but first three games. But I do think like like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are number one, number two in that offense. But I think Antonio Brown does have a role there. Now I don't think it's 149 targets and 107 catches, but <laughs> if that happens, I mean you get gold, right? Um, so, but the only reason why for me he's on this list, like, because if he was a ninth round pick, dude, I would be like, see you later. You guys are buying old people. Yeah, but he's pick 124. So it's like you can get him in the twelfth, eleventh, twelfth, maybe even the thirteenth round if people are really fading him. Yeah, and and he he would be a decent option for your team. Um, and, and I'm talking about redraft because in dynasty, if you're drafting this guy, you probably will lose. That's why I don't have a problem with it because it is late. Um, and it's like you know a flyer, and he's someone who was good last year when he was there. Yeah. Um, if an injury happens to anybody. God forbid, but like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, like he instantly flies up boards. Well, it's just yeah. My problem is you you know it's Mike Evans is gonna still get his targets. Chris Godwin, right? Um, I think OJ Howard is gonna be more involved. Obviously, they still have Fournette. They added Gio Bernard. Gronk is still there. Cameron Bray, like Ronald Jones. They have a lot of mouths to feed in Tampa. Um, and AB was was good last Mm -hmm. year, but. If I had to bet between him, Evans, and Godwin, like who's going to take the big hit, it would definitely be A.B. Because it's the guy they're less invested in and his age. I think he's 33. Yeah, something like that. Which for a receiver, you know, that's kind of really old. Mm -hmm. I mean, Julio is like 31, right? 32. He's 32 in 339 days. So by the time the season gets here, he'll be 33. He will be 33 when the season starts. So how much does he really have left in the tank? But I do think it is a good flyer at that point in the draft. Mm -hmm. Um and you're still betting on the talent. Yeah, and if 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 uh, and if you know, you don't want to buy players based on other guys getting injured. Like you never want no, to. No, 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 no. But but I think he has like a low end wide receiver two role with with Tampa, and I think that's what he'll end up being. Like if you if you just look at some of these games, like some weeks he had three targets and it was just like god awful. And and then there are other weeks where he yeah, went bonkers and had 15 targets and Brady was just like throwing it to him the whole time. So like yeah. You it, it just varies and that's being a receiver in a Tom Brady offense, but 
I think there are times when he's going to be valuable to you, and I think as a bench asset that you can get in the twelfth round is it's it's pretty good. Like I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I won't disagree with that. So and I think it's a sleeper too because I think what he's going to end up. I think I don't even know. I don't, I don't want to count how many receivers that is, but he's probably like wide receiver fifty off the board somewhere around there. Yeah, it's um, in that range. Let me let me pull up really quick. I want to move on to the next couple guys, but I want to check the rankings just to see where. Um, they have AB. So right now, I just had this list too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Antonio Brown right now. I'm gonna is, guess like 50 ish. Yeah, he's wide receiver 50. Yep. Um, according to the rankings, 50 on, exact on Fantasy Pros, nailed it. So yeah, I mean that that to me is is a value, and if you can get him in the 12th round, I would do it. I mean, it's not exciting, and there's a lot of receivers there, and. You know, he could end up like these are sleepers, so he could end up not getting targeted at all. Yeah, <laughs> like three times again. But when you're in the twelfth round, what are your? This is one. This is why I ask. What are your other options? If you're not picking a yeah. tight end or a quarterback, who are you drafting? You're Ramondre taking, Stevenson, just, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. So anyway, um, the next guy we have Michael Pittman, wide receiver. Uh, I don't know what he is off the board, but he's ADP at one thirty one. Um, you have T.Y. Hilton coming back. You have Carson Wentz coming into the offense. It looks like a situation where Michael Pittman can improve, and he was getting last year. Um, now, granted, this was in the absence of of T.Y. Hilton, but Michael Pittman was getting a lot of opportunities in that offense. Um, wow, I typed in a name, and I got a completely different player. <laughs> yeah, it's Michael Pittman, the running back, uh, yeah, yeah, who yeah. Uh, looks like was drafted – in, is that 1960? Yeah, that looks like oh, 1998. 1998, okay. I didn't even know. Yeah, I think you might have the wrong player there. I might. Um, Can you give me your thoughts while I try to find Yeah, so player? Michael there Pittman, I like him a lot. I haven't been able to get any shares of him, unfortunately. Um, But I think he's a, he's a good sleeper because he's a nice young receiver. And yeah. I think Philip Rivers last year, first of all, he didn't throw the ball a lot. He had 543 pass attempts. Yeah. But he also threw the ball in a lot of short yardage, I think. Yeah. Like, Naheem Hines had 76 targets. I don't think he gets that again with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is going to want to throw the ball down the field yeah, more, yeah, yeah. which is good things for Michael Pittman Jr. Um, he had 61 targets in 13 games, and he was he was very good in the playoff game where they lost the Bills. So that was kind of like a breakout game for him. Yeah. Um, he has a chance to honestly be <coughs> the number one guy yeah. with the Colts. And if not number one, at least the clear number two. Um, and if Carson Wentz is just anything of what he was before last year, yeah, Michael Pittman is going to be probably the steal of the draft. Oh yeah, yeah, one of them. And I think too that you you know you also have to reference to he was getting targeted a lot. Um, if you take out the last game of the season where he got targeted twice in a game against Jacksonville where they blew him out, he had almost a hundred targets, sixty one on the season before he ended up getting hurt for three weeks. Um, so it's like, but the big thing for him is that he didn't score touchdowns. And I think the offense in and of itself was not good. Indianapolis's offense. Like most of it, like you said, was just dumping it off and handing it off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so with Carson Wentz coming in, they might ease him into it a little bit, but I feel they will like take shots. They will take a lot more shots yeah, than they do. I kind of want to look at how many times they, um, in the playoff game, Michael Pittman, I mean, he only had targets. five catches for 90 yards, but yeah, he had 10 targets, and he targets. also had an 11-yard carry. So they only threw it 550 times, um, and they had their highest targeted receiver was 
T.Y. Hilton in 15 games. And he was the third most targeted receiver on the team behind Zach Pascal. Um, Which, like... Yeah, it's he's going to be the number two wide receiver on the team, and I actually think he's probably going to jump Ty Hilton. That's I guess Ty. I think Trey Burton is gone. Who took like fifty targets as well last year? Yeah. So I mean, I think I think this is definitely a guy that you can snag in the later rounds of drafts. And um, six four two twenty three. Yikes. He's pretty big. Yeah, but he runs. He's six four and runs a four five. That's pretty good. I like that. So anyway, he he he's definitely a guy that I'm targeting in the late rounds of fantasy drafts because there is a lot of upside there. Yes. It's not like he's in an offense Massive that I upside. think is going to be complete trash. You know. Yeah. They have a good offensive I mean, line. At worst, they have a good, good running, running team, game but... and they have a good play caller in Frank Reich. And uh, I just want to go back and say that Carson Wentz MVP year, well, not almost MVP year. Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator. Yeah, it so. was kind of. He was going to win MVP. Yeah, he was going to win MVP if he stayed on the field. So, we had like so three awful games. If, the if Carson Wentz can recapture that magic and he passes it 575, 600 times, and Michael Pittman gets anywhere over 110, 115 targets, mm. I think he's definitely going to be like a mid range wide receiver too. And for sure, he, he can be a perfect steal late in drafts. Yep. Um, let's talk about this last guy, Russell Gage. I love oh. this one. This is like stealing. Like, while everyone is drafting Kyle Pitts in the 10th, I'm not even going to say it, 9th round? It's ninth round right now. That's better than what it 91. was, the 5th round. ninety. That's fair. But uh, and while everyone's drafting freaking Kyle Pitts with pick 91, I'll be drafting uh, Russell Gage with pick 176, um, which is like the 16th round. Yeah. It is like stealing. Um, if you look and this, this guy, uh, this is probably the guy I'm most excited about in the later rounds of drafts, because I feel like there's no way he's staying. There's where he no is. way he stays where he is. He's probably going to end up being like a 10th or 11th round pick. And I don't think a lot, I think a lot of people look at Russell Gage and go, he blows like, uh, honestly, I mean, would I, I have him in a dynasty. Why didn't I put him on the block? Did I trade him to you? No, I, I own him in a lot of leagues. I'm glad I do. But, uh, yeah, no, last year I looked at the early part of the season and the end of the season. So the early part of the season, he was pacing out at 128 targets. That was with everyone, Julio, everyone, like working and no one hurt. Um, and that he was had 109. He had 109 on the season. And then okay. you look at the last, uh, I want to say the last, oh, my word. Hold on a second. This thing will. We reload the page because I screwed it up. So week seven. There we Is go. It seven? Week 14 through 17, he had 128 targets, 92 catches, 1,056 yards, 8 touchdowns. On pace for that, yeah. He was on pace for that. Um, and he had two games where he had 10 targets total in each game. So without Julio, he was a beast, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's exciting about that is that there is no Julio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't have to be like, oh, is Julio going to get traded? No, he's traded. He's gone. Uh, so Russell Gage is going to get that target share. Um Somewhere around that target share of 125 catches, I would assume. Um, unless targets, if he targets. gets 125 oh, catches. Yeah, sorry, targets is, <laughs> targets is what I meant to say. But if Kyle Pitts goes in there and he gets 125 targets in that offense, I'm going to be, like, stunned. I mean, I won't be stunned. Well, I'll be like, okay, this is a sh- it would shock me, to okay. be honest with you. I, don't, okay. I would be shocked not because I don't believe in Kyle Pitts' talent, but because it takes guys like Kyle Pitts to so, adjust. Oh, sorry. So Russell Gage program. had 110 targets last year. Um, I think Hayden Hurst is not going to get 88 targets. I think Kyle Pitts is pretty much going to take all of those. 
not all of them, but he'll take he'll take a good chunk. Yeah, but that still leaves sixty eight from Julio, and I think that'll mm-hmm. be kind of split up between Ridley Gage and yeah. um, Pitts. And even if Pitts does have a great mm-hmm. rookie season, gets all his targets, Russell Gage at worst, <clears throat> at worst gets one hundred and ten targets, like. That's good value anyway. Yeah. Ignoring yeah, right. the Julio thing. Now you add He's this Julio. He's basically going undrafted. And you, right. And you add this Julio news mm-hmm. and you add his new situation, which is the wide receiver too. Yeah. On a team that throws the ball a lot. I mean, what are we doing yeah. here? Why is he, why is he going undrafted? I know it's, it's ridiculous. This is beyond a sleeper at this point. Russell Gage this is, is like, beyond a sleeper. Yeah. I, I feel like, and I don't know that like for me, I don't know that he's going to, because I don't think he's talented enough to, yeah, I don't ever see him being like wide receiver one. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be a wide receiver one or anything <laughs> I, like that. But I think I think he's definitely a player that can become like a wide receiver two in that sure. offense and play like when Calvin Ridley was just getting started and had that like low end wide receiver two role. Yeah, um, I could see Russell Gage doing that in this. He's offense. at least worth a, a shot yeah, in those like, bottom rounds. Yeah, and if you're like th- these are guys like like we've talked about, these are guys that are sleepers that could end up. Um, wow, I just closed that window. Um, that could end up like break, leading your fantasy t- team to championships in the later half of the season because um, you drafted them at pick one seventy six, right? So, and I don't like like Rick said, I do not believe that this guy is going to be available. No, um, he's going to fly up boards at one seventy six. Yeah, he's going to fly up boards. He's going to end up being like a, I would say somewhere between round ten and twelve. Yeah, I agree with that. So He'll probably, yeah. I'm thinking like 10th. Do you have any more thoughts on on Russell Gage? We're good. Okay. Um, They're your wide receiver sleepers. LaVisca Chenault, Jerry Judy, Antonio Brown, Michael Pittman, a junior, and then a Russell Gage. Um, Get any of these guys in your your fantasy leagues. You'll you'll be uh, glad you did, excited you did. Yes, sir. Uh, So be sure to listen on Thursday. We got tight end sleepers. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.